everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and my guest today is Jax Anderson, aka The Bliss Witch. Jax helps guide people through shadow work to help them create more bliss in their life, dropping out of their heads and into their hearts and living in the moment. So on this episode, we're going to talk about two things, human design, which we talked about last week, and something new called the Gene Keys. So this episode, we get pretty nitty gritty with it. So I highly recommend that before we dive in, you go ahead and pull up your human design chart from last week, and you also pull up your Gene Keys chart, which you can get by just searching the Gene Keys and go to the website and download the chart. We're going to be primarily using the human design chart while pulling in the gene keys concepts to really help understand ourselves better. This episode is so juicy and really allows us to get the the foundation that we need to be able to look deeper into all of these different parts of ourselves and learn about what our strengths are, where we can heal a little bit more, what we can work on a little bit more, uh, and so much more. So I'm really excited to dive in. Like I said, I recommend that you pull up both charts. We're going to be primarily looking at the human design chart, but we do reference both charts and go back and forth just a little bit. So it's going to be helpful if you have both up so you can follow along what we're talking about. And also keep in mind that because there are 64 gene keys in this episode, we don't go over what each one is and what it means, but instead you're going to learn some other concepts so you can look up the gene keys and apply it to each concept or each area of life that we talk about in this episode. So like I said, this is super good. It's a little bit long, so I'm going to keep this intro short and let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, Jax, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I am so good. <laughs> so I found you in a Facebook group and mm-hmm. I was looking for someone who could talk about Gene Keys because I sort of recently discovered Gene Keys. And um, as you know, as our listeners know, we're doing a little bit of a series on the podcast all about getting to know yourself better. And so Gene Keys is new to me and I think it's going to be new to a lot of our listeners. But from our conversations and from what I know about it, it seems like such a useful tool to get to know yourself better and Mm -hmm. also be able to use that in business. So before we talk a little bit about that, I'd love to hear about who you are and what you do and how you got into Gene Keys. Perfect. I'm Jax. I am the Bliss Witch. I actually work with people in a kind of coaching container, although I don't really call myself a coach, um, to guide them through basically discovering their true self, finding their magic. I do a lot of shadow work and I use the Gene Keys in guide shadow work through Gene Keys and human design. I got into what I was doing because I was I was really just sick and tired. I hope I can swear. Can I swear on this? I should have. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was just really fucking tired of like living and working and doing stuff for everyone else and not understanding and honoring my own energy. I came to a point where I was just, I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I just couldn't. Like, I just didn't know how to move forward with peace and love and happiness and everything that I wanted to embody and create a life I wanted without doing this kind of work. I avoided it for too long. And so I was like, that's it. And I discovered human design, which led me to Gene Keys. And then I just started like my own transformation and realized that this is kind of something I want to do with other people is guide them through their transformation because I'm fucking good at it. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I love that you just own that so hard because we all need to do that more. Uh, Second of all, can you tell us, number one, 
What are the gene keys? And number two, how is it connected to human design? We just had an episode on human design last week. So our listeners Mm -hmm. are super familiar with that. So where is the connection there? And how does this sort of take it to the next step? So um, gene keys are basically a tool to kind of be used as self-discovery um in like just your transformational journey um they're also really great to be used for like understanding the collective and the shadows that face of it face us as a whole um when it comes to human design the guy who wrote who did gene keys richard rudd is actually a student of Ra, who was like the creator of human design mm. so he took parts of it i guess and kind of like branched off and did his own little thing to create the gene keys however i want to make it super clear that the gene keys and human design are both based off ancient and old spiritual practices. Um, and I'm really big on decolonization of our businesses. Mm. So I think it's really important to know that Gene Keys is not the original. The Chinese I Ching is the original. Um, so if anyone wants to go even deeper research and really see where the roots of this are, definitely look up the I Ching as well. Oh, I'm really glad that, that you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into this. And just like human design, you you do pull up a chart. So can you tell us the best place to find your chart and how you go about getting your chart? So I know you can get a chart on genekeys.com. I also, I personally use my human design chart because I link it through shadow work and human design. I do a little bit of both. So you can go genekeys.com. Um, you can get your human design chart for free from jovianarchive.com. Um, or Genetic Matrix has a version that has human design, astrology, everything. So if you feel like really like going deep down the rabbit hole and looking mm-hmm. at all your charts in one places and being like, oh my God, then that's a good option too. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so pause if for a second here if you need to pull up your chart because we are going to walk through uh, some of these aspects here and you can follow along and apply it to your chart. Mm-hmm. Now, one more quick question before we dive in. You've been mentioning shadow work mm-hmm. as we've been talking. Can you explain what that is for listeners who have never heard that before? I've never heard shadow work. Yeah, absolutely. So our shadows are kind of something that we are conditioned into. Um, we have them within our charts. And then there's ones that you won't actually find written there. But collectively, like unworthiness or feeling like doubt. These are all shadows that attach to us through what has happened through our lived experiences, who we're surrounded by on societal levels. It comes from a lot of different places. So shadow work is really allowing those shadows to come up and recognizing them and working through them. Because so often people are, we are taught to kind of push down our shadows. Like they're like, I hate to use the word bad, but like people think of them as bad traits, but really they're just the work we're learning to do. So then we can embody the gift that is within the shadow. Um, which we will go into when we talk a little deeper, <laughs> but like really like getting to that point where you're working through the shadow, embodying the gifts so that you don't end up in shadow as often. And when you do, you kind of know how to work your way through it. That's such a great way to describe it. And I love the reframe of it's not like the bad things or the negative traits. It's just the lessons that you're learning, basically. Um, Absolutely. And a lot of people are very comfortable in their shadows too. And I think that we need to recognize that that's okay too, to like, you know, sometimes find comfort, but learning how to get out of that. And that's why we push ourselves out of the comfort zone and become more comfortable with our gifts. Awesome. Okay. So let's take it to the chart. Okay. So you use both the human design chart or primarily the human design chart to pull in gene keys. So 
everyone who's listening, pull up, I have both of my charts up, but pull up your human design chart as well. And if you have your gene keys chart, you could look at both of them just to compare, yep. but we're going to use the human design, right? Yes. So I use the gene keys in tandem with my human design chart, because as you see, if you're looking at your human design chart right now, you have two sides to chart. You have your left side, which is designer personality with some, depending on which um, software you use, it may say body and mind. Mm -hmm. Like it really depends on which one you're using. Um, So those represent where the placement of your gates, or if we use gene keys, your gene keys at the time of your birth is your personality side, which is the astrological placement of planets. Um, The design side is going to be, I believe, 88 days before your birth. This Mm. is when your unconscious mind is formed. Each gate, which each number that is, or each gene key, I should say, has a magic, a shadow, and and a gift. So when we look at those, we are able to see ourselves on a deeper level. So kind of looking in areas of your life where you really need some guidance even. And depending on the placement of them, it can mean different things. When you say gates, you're referring to like the human design gates that we have yes. which are also the gene keys that we have. Is that correct? Yes. So um, I use these together. I think they're a great tool together. And I really, to understanding the gates in human design, they are in like other books, they are described differently. Um, but the gene keys are also related to the gates. So if you are looking at your human design chart and you say, you want to like figure out what the hell's going on with my relationship, <laughs> like, and like, how do I react to people in a relationship intimacy way? You can find a certain part of your chart, like your Venus go down and be like, okay, so this is my shadow gift and magic here. And I can kind of see where that shadow is playing a part in how I react to others. How can we start to dive into this in a way that helps us really start off with the basics almost and help us to get to know ourselves a little bit better? Where do you recommend starting? The purpose always. So Gene Key speaks about the purpose on the personality side, which is your conscious sun. That'll be your first symbol right there, the little like circle with the dot in it. And that one is kind of like in Gene Keys where your purpose is. So you would look at the gate, whatever that may be or the key number and really get into like, okay, so like, what is my shadow here that might a be affecting my purpose and also where I'm going to guide people out of. So for example, I'm going to go ahead and use, if you have the shadow of impatience, how have you I worked? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to use yours as an example. This is better me. <laughs> so if you have the shadow of impatience, how did you kind of work through to move from impatience into patience and embody that on a deeper level. And how can you teach and, and kind of guide others into that, into that way as well. In human design, when I look at purpose, I also want to look at the design side and the unconscious conscious sun. So same symbol, left side designer, or, or it might say um, body on depending on what chart you're using. And I'm actually looking at the decimal point. So this is more human design basis. One part right here. I'm looking at the decimal point, which is, whether it's 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. It's the decimal after the, the larger number, which is the gene key. So this is how I relate it. So I, I definitely look into the gene key and what it is that I kind of need to help people move through on this side as well. And if you want to go deeper into that, as everyone has different gene keys, it'd be really hard to go through them all yeah. as there's 64 of them. Um, so there's 64 gene keys total. Yes. So And then, and then there's the point 
whatever. How many, I guess nine. Like there's be- only six. Okay, there's there's only- so one through six on that side, which we're going to go into. Okay. Like I said, this is where I combine human design in because I think they work really well together to kind of help you get a comprehensive idea of like your next level of transformation and more of your inner work when it comes to purpose here. So looking at that and that gene key, if you want to learn more, I suggest either Googling, going to the gene key website, or um, you can get the gene key book and look into whatever your gene key is there deeper or reach out and we can go into it together as well. Um, But I'm going to talk about the smaller number for a minute and I'm going to talk about what it kind of means and what each one means. So if you're a point one here, I'm going to go through all six, if that's good with you. Yeah, let's do it. This way people can start to relate it to their chart. So just to clarify, we're looking at the human design chart and we're looking mm-hmm. at the the first number on the design side or the personality side? On the design side okay. or the body side for some softwares. It's okay, going to say perfect. body. So like for um, instance, it's, mine says 64.6. So I'm yep. going to be looking at the six of what you're talking about. Yes. You are looking at the six. Got it. So All we're right. going to start. So it's a smaller number that's after the decimal, whatever that is. So this is like very human design-ish because we're talking about profiles here. We're talking about the one, two line, three line, four line, five line, or six line. And each one represents something different within your purpose. It's kind of like the overall guide to how you present your purpose, what you're here kind of to do. Then you would go into your gene key, look into that, and like, what exactly are you moving people from? What shadow are you helping them move into gift? Like, okay. what do you have to teach them? What lessons have you learned through that shadow? So if you're one line here, you're really like here to create foundations. This is like people who are here for anchoring, people are here for like giving information and helping other people get their questions answered. Kind of like those bring it back to basics. Like I'm going to do like, let's just drop it back to basics and figure out what you need to really build on. If you're a two line here, these are the naturals. They're so gifted. Um, This is the people who are here to bring wisdom. So they already have the knowledge and they're really good with that. A lot of two lines, by the way, those of you who have it and like, wait, what do I know? Pretty common. Y'all love to like, act. it's it's great. You don't really even realize how talented or naturally naturally gifted you are. You're usually the people who be like, oh, you can sing really well. And you're like, I just thought everyone could sing really well. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, okay. People actually got pointed out a lot to you. Um, so you're here to be like, you're like the big teachers. Like you're here to like, just bring that wisdom and knowing and sharing three lines is all about experiences here. Your purpose is kind of about just trying new things and helping others move through their experiences. Three lines here are very lighthearted, very like they take things very lightly and they're really big on just moving through life without causing like a huge freak out about it. So if something happens and it seems like most people be like, failure, failure, failure. Three lines would be like, lesson, lesson, lesson. What can I do next? Mm. What's the new experience I can bring in? Oh my God. (laughs) So that is more of their style, which is a beautiful gift. And they really hold understand. They really understand others and hold space through life experiences that others face as well. So that's kind of like your purpose here. Um, Four lines are here to make connections. Y'all are the people, people. So whatever you're doing in your life, building communities around it, bringing people into a place of belonging, whether that is being creative through art or, or whatever it is, like making people feel some, that sense of belonging and really community is strong for you. And also healing community wounds that they have gone through. Um, some people call them like witch wounds, sister wounds, brother wounds, people wounds, whatever, all over the place, healing that. 
And if you're a five, five line here, this is about that key insight. You guys have that eye. You, have, you can point out anything. Um, they can see what other people can't see. So you all like the ones who are like, okay, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. Let's fix this. And you also burnish it down that isn't working. So I think a lot about outlaws in this way and people who point out like societal injustices and stuff and being like, this shit ain't working. Let's burn it down. Like, let's just do this. Yeah. And finally, the sixth line. So the, these are people here to bring experience. Unlike the, the three lines who live experience and six lines do as well, but whatever experience they have lived, they're here to bring it to the, to the table. They're here to tell their life story and to talk about their life experiences and to be that role model that people can be like, oh my God, I know that they've went through this and they share it so beautifully and they can help me like really move through this. That's how six lines work. And it varies person to person because obviously our lived experiences are different. Yeah. <laughs> None are the same. Yeah. We were talking about this a little last week. Um, we didn't go into detail on every single one, but I'm a four six profile. So we were talking mm -hmm. about how the six is starts their life as a three and then goes mm -hmm. to a six. But it's really interesting to think about it in that way and start to really figure out like, what are your strengths? Why are you here? And for me, um, the six part just makes so much sense. Like I think about what I've done just uh, intuitively, which is show up and connect people and then share my experiences and, and help people learn and grow through what I've gone through first. So it's really interesting when you learn about this and it's sort of just like, oh yeah, how does that resonate for you? And, and how can you kind of use it to grow even more? Yeah. And I think that I love that you did the uh, human design um, podcast last week. Cause I think that combining these two together is like I said, even more powerful. So like knowing that you guys, everyone has just discovered their, their profiles and really human design. And now they can take gene keys and add it to it instead of just use it separately, but add it to it to yeah. even become it's like even more like that user's manual, that comprehensive blueprint to your true self. Like it's even deeper into it, which I love. And like six lines definitely go, they definitely go through their phases. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta so, love it. <laughs> so from here, how do we bring in gene keys in it to further inform? So I would look into your, in human design, it's called the gate or the gene keys. So in your case, I'm looking at yours is 64. Um, whatever that larger number is before the decimal in your chart, like this is how you would look in your gene key. So because this is under your sun, you want to kind of look in at it as a way that this is a big shadow that you kind of had to overcome and to use it towards your purpose is how are you going to help others work through this or express your shadow, express your gift through whatever work you're doing in the sense of your purpose, if that makes sense. So we'd have to basically Google like 64 Gene Keith and learn more about it that way. I believe 64 is, yes, what I, I was going to say, I believe it's doubt if you want to know, or maybe psychosis. I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but because there's 64 of them. <laughs> it's a lot to you memorize. Don't, you don't have them all memorized? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I get the 60s ones uh, mixed up a lot too, because they're all so heady. They're like all in the head. But yeah, you would, I don't know if um, you could either like Google it or you could go to the Gene Keys website where you're at right now. Um, or you can buy, honestly, Jinkies, the book is like my favorite tool ever. Uh, it's got like major creases in it <laughs> because I go through all the pages over and over again. Um, and it's just a really great way to like, and you have so many keys in your charts, both yeah. of them. So it's like a totally worth it investment because like 
I mean, you could just go on this for hours and you can read them a hundred times and still get more out of them. So that's a good way of looking it up. Or you can reach out if you want to really like learn how to use this, whatever your shadow gift and magic is, whatever your key is, learn how to use it in your purpose and in your life. It's really about figuring that out and like reading up on it a little bit. So I think that like I got the gene keys from the website and it gives you like mm-hmm. a three page report and it pulls up the the key things here. So yep. for instance, my design sun is 64.6. And so it tells me about gene key 64. And then my personality one is 5.4. And it tells me about gene key five. So I guess for these yes. your ones, which I'm not sure what the the other ones are, but it says life's work, evolution, radiance, and purpose. But it tells you about those four keys. So are those sort of like the most important or like the starting point ones? These are like starting point and they're like really like a good place to focus. Um, When we're doing shadow work, when we're doing gene, when we're learning about ourselves through gene keys or anything like that, um, having like, like working with the ones that are like the biggest foundation uh, first is kind of like, you know, it's important with anything in life. If you think about it, uh, not just jumping into all the little ones or all the other ones too, and getting overwhelmed. So these are probably, these are really where you build that foundation to start getting deeper, transforming and finding the tr- your true self so that you can start going through your whole chart and being like, okay, now I can add up all these little ones with more ease. Because if your big stuff, like the big stuff keeps coming up, it's going to be really hard to like focus on the little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where do you take your clients through next? Like now that you've sort of figured out that purpose part, what comes next? So I take them, my clients personally, I go through all of it, like all of it. We won't do that today. Being that this is really a show for creatives and everything, I thought it would be really cool to talk about pleasure. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> because pleasure is I think one of the most important things in whatever career move we make, whatever life move we make, infusing pleasure into your life is powerful and it will create long lasting success. So when I look at pleasure, I'm looking at your human design chart now. I'm looking at the personality side or mind side. So that's the right of your chart. And I'm going down to Venus, which is the female symbol. So like the little circle with the cross. Okay. So if you want to find, if I'm going to give everyone a second to find that on their chart or pause it, whatever you need to do. It looks <laughs> um, like so a person. <laughs> yes. Like the little person. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we're talking about, so here I want to also talk a little bit about the profiles. Uh, so a little human design as well. When we talk about the pleasure in, in gene keys. So what I do with my clients here, I would go to their their gene key. So in your case, it's 38. And I would talk about like where pleasure comes from and how pleasure infuses into their life um, and what shadow is really holding them back from pleasure. And this is also your love values and stuff. So it's really ingrained in in relationships as well. And you can learn a lot about that there. Um, But when we look at the decimal, so the 0.1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever you have there, we're talking about, again, the lens in which we ex- through which we experience or the way through which we experience pleasure. If you're one line here, it's really about rooting and safety. So these are the people who want to have their shit set up. Um, in order to experience your pleasure on the outside and whatever it is you really truly love, like having it set up so that you have all your little things handled, like 
I don't know, your house cleaned or whatever the hell it is that you feel really good about. And knowing that I don't have to worry about my house being clean right now. So I can go enjoy like a pina colada on the beach or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy my pleasure. So knowing that is really important for fully stepping into your pleasure. Uh, for a two line here, it would be leaning into what is absolutely natural to you. So this requires you guys to look again, where am I gifted and, and let go of any shadow of self-doubt being like, what am I not gifted? Am I just not gifted? Maybe I have nothing. Get that out of your head. Cause we all love to do that. Know that everyone has their beautiful natural gifts, especially you two lines and tap into that. And like, when you do that, tap into what's completely natural to you. You're going to be able to expand your pleasure. For three lines, it's trying new things. Once again, experiencing everything, that lightheartedness, like new things, new people, new places. Like what can I do to really like keep myself and my energy sparked and like just enjoy. For four lines, it's all about people again, like bringing people in, having relationships and not just relationships, but deep, intimate relationships, relationships that feel fucking good, relationships that with people who are going in the same direction as you. So if you, for example, are a four line here and you want to look deeper into how to expand your pleasure and reach more people in a healthy relationship way, you would look into your gene key and you would start with your shadow and see where any blocks or anything might come up or where some work you might need to do to be able to expand. And then you're going to look into that gift and you're going to work on embodying that gift. Great example, the gift, which we'll talk about in a second, the shadow of psychosis, the gift is inspiration. So in order to move from that psychosis, the gift is about finding what inspires you and what, where you can bring this inspiration from underneath and and expressing it fully. And so that would bring you more into your pleasure and call the people in that are meant to be in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I know that was a lot. I was trying to give an actual, like a real life example of it. (laughs) If you're a five line here, your pleasure comes from serving and not like giving all your energy away, caretaking. I'm drained serving. Like, ah, I'm dead. Not like that. Like balanced serving, um, helping others, volunteering, like I said, but not over giving and really giving space and loving others. Finally, if you're a six line here, this is really about it's the soulmate thing, finding the one or finding the soulmate within yourself. It's not necessarily, some people love love and like love to really want to find that intimate relationship. That's amazing. But finding a a deep intimate relationship with yourself is the most powerful thing you can do. And six lines here will find deep pleasure in that. So really creating that. So if you have a shadow here, again, let's take the shadow of doubt. If that is one of your gene keys here, and you have that shadow and your six line and you're looking into it. And this is like, I'm combining both human design and gene keys. How can you, what, where is the shadow affecting your life and how can you move from it so that you can have this full intimate loving relationship with yourself using it as that tool? <laughs> how do we figure out what our shadow is? is that so if you the first part of the number. Yes. The bigger number. So like whatever that is, in your case, I think it's a 38. Yeah. So if we go to your gene key chart and we look at 38, it looks like you have the honor. So honor is the magic struggle is the shadow and purse. I can, I can read it a little bit and perseverance. Yeah. yeah. So struggle would be something that you would want to pay attention to here as a shadow. Um, and really like figuring out like, where do you not just like feel struggle, but where 
do you create struggle out of that whole need to be like, I need to get myself out of it. A lot of people who have the struggle shadow, it's not even about struggles just happened to me. It's more about like, you're so used to it that you're like creating struggles so that you can pull yourself out and be like, did you see how I got out of that? That was fire. (laughs) And so that would be like, particularly when it comes to pleasure, like it's almost like I'm creating (laughs) obstacles to just let myself like I can't just like let myself have fun or like relax. I have to create obstacles to like get that point and be rewarded. Yes, but almost like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yes. it sounds like to me. Absolutely. And so the gift here is perseverance, which you'd be like, okay, so I make it through the struggle. But the point is, of course, the one step further of really like like being able to quote unquote get through things or persevere. Um, we're talking about like not creating the struggle, but really like sticking true to yourself and what you truly want and not allowing yourself to fall back into creating struggle. Mm. Yeah. So it's a little bit deeper. And sometimes when you guys are reading your, your gene keys and you're going through them, you're going to come from, you're going to see like a shadow or a gift, especially sometimes a gift that you're going to be like, that's a gift. So I really suggest looking into it deeper because the way we have been taught a lot of this language has been used in a negative sense or in a way that doesn't actually mirror what Gene Keys is trying to say. So when you quickly look at your stuff and like say discrimination, which is actually a gift. (laughs) So say you look at discrimination and you're like, oh my God, uh, how is this a gift? (laughs) And you're like a little bit freaked out. If you just read the word like that, yeah, you're going to think that's not, doesn't make sense. Now, when you're looking into, into it deeper, it's actually about choosing what is right for you and being able to discriminate against what does not feel aligned and what does not feel like your path. And that makes total sense when you look at that beautiful gift, because how many of us just do things because we think we have to? That totally makes sense. So I have a couple of questions. First mm-hmm. is... Can you elaborate a little bit more on what the three words are that are next to the gene keys? So if we go to the gene keys chart and we go to find any specific gene key next to the number, we'll see three words. Can you elaborate on what these mean? So we're looking at the the gene keys mm-hmm. and we're talking about the CD or the, it, it's also called, some people call it magic, but it's called the CD, um, which is like your essence. So that here is your top word in your gene key chart. So in every given number, it's going to be the one that's kind of highlighted. Yeah. So this is kind of like when we talk about your essence, like what you kind of want to like let off almost like that little magic, like floating off of you. Um, it's not something you embody all the time. Um, there's many CDs that cannot be embodied all the time because most of them come from being transcended and humans have ego. So that's like impossible to so transcend my life's forever. work of timelessness is not something that I, <laughs> <laughs> you can tap into it. Like, So it's just not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be like a forever thing until we completely transcend, which makes total sense. That's where the spirituality of this comes from Mm -hmm. in meditation and like really like taking some time and like tapping in. Yes. You can absolutely move forward with your life's work of timelessness and include (laughs) it in what you do on the second one down is going to be your gift. So this is more what we can, what we can embody. Um, this is also your creativity. This is kind of what we use to keep ourselves from falling into shadow, which is the final one underneath the the bottom of the three. Um, so the shadow is like a challenge. It's your challenge. Like this is what you got to work through. This is 
what has been have either depending on your life circumstances, heavily conditioned into you, slightly conditioned into you, but still it's there. Um, and it's going to pop up even, even if it hasn't been like heavily conditioned. So it's important to recognize and you work through it to embody your gift or like get into your creativity and then also like shine through your essence, like allow that to just come in and like kind of over you like an aura, like just kind of like lay over you. Yeah. And then underneath it, it also says the line, which is that second number that we've kind of talked about. So yes, again, a couple of follow-ups. So on the human design chart, it says a different number for my life's work versus the life's purpose number that we talked about earlier. And there's a bunch of other um, bubbles here. Life's work, radiance, pearl, vocation, culture, all these different things. Can you tell us what these mean? Yeah, there's a lot. I know you're like, oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> between both charts. And so when we spoke about, so where the radiance is, which is your 64.6, what I spoke about as more of a purpose, this is like your deep inner purpose in human, human design. Hmm. I also want to real quick backtrack, make it very clear that I'm not a human design or gene keep yours as I do decolonize my business and I pay really close attention to stuff like that. So, yeah. and I understand life experiences. So there is possible that there's people who interpret this differently. I was trained by someone and mentored by someone who's really big on that. So, cause I was, yeah. um, just to give you a heads up in case you went into a purist one day and is like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just putting that out there. And also those are the people who kind of want to stick you into like a, you are your chart. And I don't believe that. Yeah. I believe your chart is a tool yeah. to help you break out of the boxes, not to put you in there. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you see that more of an inner purpose as the radiance. Yes. Okay. So more of an inner purpose in, in what I see. And it's also like really what you need. And it, it even says talking about nurturing here, like really what you need to nurture to like um, expand. And like, when I think of radiance, I think of like, a, you know, like really a big radiant light, like expand yourself almost and bring yourself to that next level. And then we look at your life's work, like this would be more like, your purpose, if we looked at this in human design, this one is is really related to passion as well. So I guess passion and life's work is really similar if you think about it. Yeah. So yeah. what you're passionate about, what you put forward, um, and really like what you're kind of doing and how you're kind of offering it. Now, what's interesting is the pleasure number we just talked about. On my, on my human design or on my gene keys chart, if I take that number and find it on my gene keys chart, it says IQ. So what is that about? So it's, it's definitely different in Gene Keys on this one. I love the pleasure part because remember, I'm also really into the human design and the astrology of it. Uh, so, Venus but it's like all about pleasure, which is what you said. It was like the Venus yes. number, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Venus astrology is the planet placement, pleasure, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but like when it comes to the IQ, like really like, your, it's really about your mind and where you can allow yourself to be more flexible with the mind rather than stay stuck in, in your case, in the struggle <laughs> or allowing yourself to continue to, you know, create that. So it's really about moving forward and getting into perseverance. You can expand your mind and allow more to come in because remember the core principles of both. I feel any kind of actually healing work, transformational work, um, self-discovery work is really allowing yourself to have a flexible, open mind, uh, because otherwise you're going to shut out what you really need to hear. 
mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. Can you walk us through what some of these other things mean, whether it's from the human design side or just straight up on gene keys? Um, so for instance, on gene keys, we see pearl, culture, vocation, um, SQ, EQ, attraction, etc. And then, of course, on the human design, there's all these symbols. <laughs> How do we figure out what's the one? <laughs> so I'll go through the... So this is actually a really great thing to do if, if anyone feels like going down you know, a rabbit hole and really like getting into their human design and gene keys combined. I'll go through this whole um, person, the whole the symbols on, so you can use them to kind of like pinpoint shadows, gifts yeah. and magic in your life. So I'm going to, and if you're familiar with astrology, if anyone here is familiar with astrology, you probably know most of the planet meetings anyways, but I'll do this real quick. Perfect. <laughs> um, so if we're looking at the personality side where we're looking at the conscious sun. So that first symbol with the circle and the dot is the sun. So that's the symbol for the sun. So if you want to like look at what's really your biggest lesson, biggest shadow, um, kind of the biggest thing you need to work through, you'd be on your personality side or your conscious sun. So that is the 5.4 right side of your chart in your case. In my case. Yeah. It's 5.4. Yeah. And if you look at the opposite side, that is called your unconscious sun so this is again the circle with the dot so this would be more of a big shadow but more of an ancestral and deeper shadow like that so looking into family patterns and stuff to work through it is really powerful and as you go through this if you have a gene key book i'm telling you guys invest it's freaking worth it if you have a gene key book and go through each one of these and see like what what's coming up for you it's, it's like I said, you can go down the rabbit hole forever, but it's a lot of fun. If they and, don't have a book, can we just Google like Sun Gene Key 64, for instance, and then we see what comes up there? Is that how we do it? I think you can Google Gene Key 64. I have the book, so I've never tried Googling the actual key to know if it's like a locked information or if you have to pay for it someplace and have a membership. So I can't say for sure it's going to show up for free since I've always had the book and I just yeah. use it. <laughs> um, but maybe. Otherwise, like I said, I also do this work. I'd be happy to work with shadow work with anyone. It's my favorite. It's what I do. I'm the shadow king. <laughs> um, so then we're going to talk about earth, which is the next one down. It's kind of like a circle with a cross, right? Yeah. So this is like where you want to look on either side. This is where you're going to find a lot about your stability and what grounds and anchors you and how you're kind of doing things. So paying attention to this shadow and like making in the gift, embodying the gifts, you're more anchored, if that makes sense, and more firm in your foundation. If you go down to the next one, that's your North Node. It's like a little horseshoe with two little, it's like headphones. Yeah, that's even better. So this is your North Node. And this is the conscious is how you see your own personality. And the unconscious is kind of like what you embody or become. Mm-hmm. So really like paying attention to your gene key there, like what you can kind of really fully like express yourself in and become, which is, would be like your, your CD or your gift. Um, the South node, which is the next one down. So it's the upside down version of the North node. This is what you really need to be releasing and get away from. So if you're feeling like a lot of blocks and stuff and like something's really like holding you back, find the gene key, whatever yours is in this area and figure out where these blocks might be coming from and what you need to release. The next one down, the moon. The moon looks like the moon, so it's the moon symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, the conscious here is like a driving force and what moves you forward. And then the unconscious is the, similar, but it's within like eldest daughter energy, ancestral type of work. Okay. A lot of the unconscious side relates a lot to your family, genetic DNA, all that kind of stuff. So it's really good to look 
into past and into past lives, their lives, ancestral, like history and stuff. Okay. Interesting. It is interesting, (laughs) but it shows up like in your life too. So it's like, it's just more unconsciously, it doesn't really show up as consciously as the other shadows. So if we're going down to Mercury now, which is the little human with the swoop on his head. (laughs) Horns. Horns. There (laughs) we go. (laughs) Horns. Yeah, it does kind of look like horns. So Mercury is communication, the plane of communication. So when using the gene keys in human design, when I have clients who are really struggling with expressing themselves, uh, content writing, whatever it might be, maybe um, writing poetry, getting their book out, whatever it is. Like, I like to really look into this communication shadow and decide, okay, so what here is, again, where is our shadow coming into play and kind of holding you from being able to express yourself fully? And so on the conscious side, you're probably going to see whatever gene key this is and be like, yeah, this is something I totally do, like, for real. Um, On the unconscious side, it's going to be more like a question, like, do I really do that? Because like you're not going to notice it as often, but really paying attention to it is is important. And also seeing the communication patterns in longer terms. If you go down to the next one, your Venus, which we spoke about a little bit. <laughs> so you obviously know this is like your love, values, um, really like how you experience your pleasure. And the unconscious side is really deep in the divine feminine. So if you're having a tough time connecting to divine feminine, Check out that jinky. See what's coming up around there. If you go down one more, the male symbol. So this is the Mars. So this is uh, where your power and immaturity lies. And kind of like where you, honestly, where you're lacking and you need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> like Mars is going to teach you like where you need to grow up. Like this is where you're lacking. This needs to fucking happen. Let's do it. I For some reason, I'm like having a chuckle about the fact that that's like the male symbol. And it means where, <laughs> where you need to grow up. That is kind of a chuckle. <laughs> okay, so then the the unconscious side, what does that mean? So this is like really where you want to master as well. So like really again, what you where you need to kind of grow up a little bit more, but more on a deeper level mm-hmm. and mastering Mars like really embodying the gift kind of would be really a powerful thing to do. I don't know why they recommend a lot of places you say like by age 40, but like Age doesn't matter, you guys. You can master anything at any time. So we're not going to, like, play into that whole, like, oh, my God, it's going to be done by this time. However, like, really focusing on it to move forward and uh, release immaturity. And I'm not talking immaturity, like, oh, my God, I want to go, like, shotgun a beer with my friends, which I know is, like, so old school. (laughs) You can still have fun. Immaturity does not mean not having fun. It just means there's some things that we hold on to. And I think immaturity comes heavy in that if you read the jinkies about it too. Some things that we hold on to too tightly and that has a lot to do with our immaturity because we're not willing to let it go. Mm. So then this is the next one is probably everyone's favorite <laughs> to like discover because it's Jupiter. So the next one down, um, it's like a four kind of with a curve. Mm-hmm. So Jupiter is your money. This is like your prosperity planet. This is your ability to receive your planet of laws. Ooh. You can find your money code here in Jupiter in the se- in the decimal like how you bring money in. Can we go over like, that one if we have time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can do that for sure. Um, so like this is like the money code. And so, and then also the shadow here, you would kind of want to look into if you're having a tough time opening to receive, and I'm not just talking prosperity wise, I'm talking like 
when we open ourselves up to receive, we have to do to get abundance. It's in many ways. Abundance isn't just financial. So if you're finding that you're having a hard time opening up to receive, go to the Gene Key book and see where what is kind of coming up around here. Make sense? That. Yes, I yeah. love that. So next one, Saturn. Saturn is judgment and karma. So the the conscious side is going to talk to you about your judgment, your karma, like really going to judge you hard and where you need to kind of like, again, move forward, release. Mm. Um, the unconscious side, this is your divine masculine. So if you're feeling like having a hard time connecting to your masculine, then that you would kind of look here. The next one down is Uranus. And this is an interesting planet. So Uranus is like all about weirdness. <laughs> and like really like putting yourself out there and being like just your weird weird self in any, <laughs> any way that means um but it also brings both chaos and order depending on what you're in if you're in shadow you're gonna it's it brings chaos mm -hmm. the gift here brings order so if you're feeling like a lot of chaos coming up in your life take a look and see if you're living in the shadow is kind of something that's really preventing itself next we have our neptune so this is your spirituality and greatest teacher so both sides usually are the same with this one in a lot of charts they're different that's okay it doesn't mean it's like weird it's just normally they're pretty similar or the same so like really looking into where you can learn your deeper and deepen your spirituality and okay, awesome and finally pluto which is the final one the p this is the planet of truth and transformation so this is gonna be, just tell you all your dirty secrets and made your ass really hard and you're gonna be like damn it pluto <laughs> <laughs> also the hardest shadow to work through I know some people who have the same shadow or the same gene key in their sun and in their Pluto, and it's like a struggle. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Okay. So we have this really thorough thing now. We can go step by step through all of these different numbers, and now you know what they mean. So look up the gene key meaning and apply mm -hmm. it to that part of your life. So this will take some mm -hmm. time, but definitely like re-listen to this episode or go back and pause through. And if you want to nerd out, you can really, really get to know yourself uh, better. Mm. Now, when you look up in the book or when you look up the gene keys, will it tell you what the shadow is for each gene key number? Yep. Awesome. Yep. It tells you shadow, gift, and CD or magic. Awesome. Okay. So I want to ask you more about the number one. What did you say? That was Jupiter? Yes. Jupiter. And then I want to see if we can maybe go into some common gene keys or like big gene keys or things that some people might have in their chart so that they don't even have to go look it up, but they can maybe start to apply stuff now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about prosperity, you guys. Let's do it. And like I said, this is definitely like a mix. This is really human design forward as well. So, so we're talking about prosperity, which we're looking at your Jupiter for those of you who, so it's like that little four, it looks kind of like a four with a, with a curve. Funky four, um, yeah. So when we're going here, we're going to be looking at the decimals, just like we did with the pleasure and everything. Okay. So when we talk about prosperity as, and your pro, the profile line in here, we're talking about what opens you up to receive the most and basically how you call in your prosperity. Paying attention to your gene key as well. When you go back, look up your gene key and be like, okay, so this is where I need to watch out for shadows and stuff. Important as well. But we're going to talk about the decimals. So if you're a one line here, it's really about accumulating money um, and like saving. So believe it or not, you're going to make more money. And I know it sounds interesting, but you're going to, if you have like that, seeing that number build, um, this is what's going to make you feel more prosperous and actually call in more prosperity. So you guys really have to focus. And 
I know st- stuff happens. It can't always happen, but even putting a little bit aside, just having some kind of cushion really helps and really brings these one lines into a prosperous place. Mm. If you're two here, and these are very different than I think a lot of people expect sometimes. If you're a two line here, this is about actually passive income and being very independent of resources mm. like evergreen offers or having something that's always available that you don't really have to put like a ton of work in. Cause remember two lines are hermits. So I mean like, they don't want to have the energy to do everything always. So these are the people who probably, if you follow entrepreneur field, who probably launch something huge, make a shit ton of money on something. And then be like, I'm not launching anything until like six months or whatever. That's mine. I'm a t- I have a point too. And that's really interesting because I feel like I focus more on higher ticket stuff than like lower price passive, mm. but it definitely resonates where it's like, I feel really burnt out if I'm launching all the time. I would definitely rather get to a place where I have a couple big launches and then that's what's sustaining it. And that's that. Yes. And that is it sustaining it to big launches, but also like payment plans and stuff. Like even if like you do an extended plan for people and have it go past like stuff yeah, that helps because two lines just like to see money come in without knowing that they're doing anything at the moment. Like, yes, (laughs) it's like a sense of you said hermit. What's interesting is for me, it's like a sense of stability and security which I feel like also resonates with the word hermit too. It's like, oh, I'm stable. I know where I am. I'm in the same place. So having that recurring income creates that just like, all right, I know what's happening and then I can be free to do whatever else, but I know that Mm -hmm. I have money coming in. Absolutely. And that's what I, that is literally how it's supposed to feel for a two line. And that creates more prosperity in your life because you just, it's really about, I guess, all in all, it's about like not giving into the fear of money and money is really rooted in fear in this society. We are conditioned to be afraid of losing money, be afraid of how we act when we have too much money, be afraid of everything. like, it's, it's about letting go of fear in most cases. A three line here and I'm a three line here and it's the best. <laughs> no offense to all the other lines, but I love it. <laughs> um, I have a defined will center for anyone you guys know that I'm very, you know, confident. (laughs) Um, so three line here is really about not caring where your money comes from as long as you can spend it. (laughs) Okay. That is literally my shadow. And I feel like that is the bane of my existence is not caring where my money comes from. Like all I do is try to control where my money is coming from. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Releasing and not allowing yourself, especially as to worry about where it comes from is huge. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what your, we're looking up after what your gate is, what your actual shadow is here. <laughs> I have something to do with that. Um, so, and so really like doing whatever feels good to you as a three line. So for example, I took a two month travel. I just drove across the whole country and did everything I wanted to do. Um, I didn't even think about money. I didn't even look at my account like the entire time. I just trusted that it would come yeah. because three lines are all about experiences. We're not about penny pinching. We're about investing in the experience. When you invest in experience, the money will come back. And I promise you it fucking did. Mm, (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) So like, and know that it's going to come from random places and that's okay. And don't question it. What I love about this too, we're only halfway through, but it it really does speak to the fact that knowing your individual self makes a difference. Cause you'll see Mm -hmm. a lot of people just be like, Oh, just manifest and just trust that when you like Mm -hmm. spend the money here, it will come back to you. But for some people, like for me, that does work. I'm not saying that's not true, but I am saying that I can't be on a constant hamster wheel of just like pouring money into things and then like Mm -hmm. trusting it's going to come back because it it doesn't feel completely aligned with me. I do need to know 
and I feel better and I operate better knowing that there's like recurring income or that this is coming Mm -hmm. in and that kind of thing. So it is like, and if I'm doing something that doesn't feel good, it's going to affect how I show up. It's going to affect my manifestations. It's going to affect all these things. So knowing this about yourself is crucial because, you know, you might hear some things that like sort of resonates, but sort of doesn't, but you need to figure out what's true for you. Absolutely. And I think that that is why human design, gene keys, anything you use, lived experience and what feels aligned for you is the best. Like, I don't know. They went into digestion in in human design, the personal health system, but like, just because you're like a caveman diet and you're supposed to eat like a caveman, if you have a history of disordered eating, don't fucking follow it. Yeah. Like you don't have to do everything. This is not like your must do it or you're not going to live aligned. Yeah. Our lived experiences change what aligned means to us. Yeah. And that needs to be really remembered. And especially with that. People will teach from their lived experiences and assume Mm -hmm. that that applies to everyone. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. It's like you you have to take what that person's saying and interpret it for yourself based on your experiences and how you do best. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people lose track of that. But the way people are successful and the way to teach success and to help people expand their business and everything or whatever you're, whatever you're doing or heal, whatever your career is, is really through understanding their lived experiences too and holding space to them through that. Because if you don't do that, you're literally just projecting what you have gone through and they might not have experienced any of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So continue on our four or five. Oh, yeah, sorry. Are like dying to know probably <laughs> yeah, the four lines, are like what's coming next. Um, so the four lines is all about steering your money and using it intentionally to have influence. Now that sounds kind of crazy, but like kind of weird, but it means really investing on in like business, um, you know, humanitarian things that are really important to you. Um, what feels the most good to you right now so that you can expand your influence and power and not like power and like, I need the power, but where can you be the most expansive? So if you see a program or if you have found an amazing, say you want to buy an instrument or whatever, that makes you feel really expansive. Like investing in that brings money back to you mm. because you need to feel expanded and also seen by people. <laughs> yeah. I love so, that. The five line. And this is like people who usually, when I talk about this one, get a little on edge because it's definitely a lot different than the rest of them. Believe it or not, your money actually comes from you being charitable. And I know that sounds crazy. Giving away money brings you money, but it does. Um, Five lines are all about sharing, donating, giving away. Um, If you even take 10%, no matter what stage you're at, 10% of your income, not even think about it and donate it to a cause that's really fucking important to you, you will see that come back. Obviously, again, live circumstances into place. If you can't do that, don't beat yourself up. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. You can even just do that thing where you round up change at CVS. Like, do you want to round up your change? <laughs> there yeah. we go. You know how they yeah. do that now? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. But like being charitable is actually really expands your energy and opens you up to receive more. Awesome. So, well, that, yeah, it really definitely cool. sounds like a challenge for the fives, but yep. but also something that could be really easy for them in a way once they get into yep. the habit of it. Yep. Once you get into the habit and, you know, you feel like you can, you can sustain that. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, even if you're, you know, still new in your business and you're still growing, like, even if you donate, like, just like $5 here and there, it's something, yeah. it's better than nothing, you know? 
And finally, the sixth line. Again, this one's a little difficult, but this is what all of us should do, I believe. Six, your money and your prosperity comes from actually fully detaching from money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's that I don't need money, but always have money for what I need. Like just trusting that you always have it. Yeah. Like detaching from the stories around money. And that's like the biggest part of it. Not getting caught in the power dynamics and all the stories and everything else that comes through um, what ties to money and not telling yourself, Oh my God, if I don't have this, I'm not going to be able to do this. If I don't have that, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm just letting go. Yeah. Letting go. Surrender and trust. Those are the biggest things for the sixth line. That is amazing. Oh, I know that just that alone is going to give everyone's action points and things to think on and ways to, mm-hmm. to really reflect on how you're handling your money and approaching money mm-hmm. and making money. So I love that. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, my mentor, like I have an amazing human design mentor and she works with genius with me too. And she just was, she taught me all of this and I have run with it ever since it's been so helpful. Yeah. So can you walk us through what some of the, uh, like we said earlier, most common gene keys are, or I don't know if there even are common ones or if there are ones that show up often, but tell us. (laughs) Yes. So absolutely. So um, when it comes, first of all, to gene keys and shadows, there's a lot of collective shadows. Like, so even though it might not be in your chart, doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. Mm. Doesn't mean that, cause we take on, think about how we take on people's energy. Same thing. Like when we're surrounded and a lot of people have the same shadow, like we collectively take it on in a way. So I actually came, I actually wrote down a few that I really thought would be helpful. Um, the gifts would be helpful for people in music and stuff. Cause I know you said you work with a lot of creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured this would be cool. So the gene key, one of the big ones, which I see in a lot of people's charts too, is gene key number one, no. <laughs> which is, yes. Um, which which is I don't entropy. have at all. You don't have it, <laughs> <laughs> which is entropy. And this is actually the lack of feeling. So when you're in the shadow, it's the lack of feeling or emotion. And it's um, basically why humanity, this shadow causes humanity to have a break in creativity. It could actually hinder our creativity because without emotion behind it, how creative can we really be? Yeah. So the gift here, which is a real fun one to tap into for those in the creative realm is freshness. And this is bringing something that no one has really ever seen before to the table. Like literally it's a freshness of claim claim, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, and learning, like leaning into this gift and having an understanding that creativity cannot be basically controlled. That's how you lean into this gift. Creativity can't be controlled. It comes as it comes. So like being aware of where you're lacking emotion so that you can tap into the freshness part of it. Okay. And the magic here is beauty, which is obviously beautiful. (laughs) And that's just basically living out your uniqueness. When we say beauty here, we're talking about live your unique self. Gene key eight is another one that's, like people fear a lot. So I I said this one because it's definitely something that I feel people fall into because of fear. And it is the shadow of mediocrity. Mm. I also don't have that one, but I'm kind of surprised that I don't have that one. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) but see, it could still affect you. Yeah. It's funny. I'm watching you not have any of these. I'd be like, Oh my God, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Uh, You might not like, I definitely (laughs) went for some that I feel would be really work for this as well. So this is really about obviously people 
um, mediocrity makes you a follower. It makes you a follower of, of authorities um, and keeps you from your true nature and not allowing your true self to come forward. And a lot of people fear being media, like the mediocrity, but they don't realize that the shadow is a lot deeper than that. And it comes from a lot of control from other people as well. So to kind of work through the shadow, you want to like look into embodying the gift let the shadow come up, work through it. The gift is style. And this is being at the cutting edge of creation itself and really like shattering the norm, which I thought would be a lot of fun for you guys to tap into because yeah. when you want to do something in a creative sense, any creators, they really want to shatter the norm because that's what's going to make you stand out. That's what's going to make you more magnetized, um, magnetic and really push you forward. And true style can't be fake. So it's really about being spontaneous and natural. Mm. And this, just so you know, the magic here is exquisiteness. <laughs> so creating the path as you walk it. I did um, Gene Key 15. Do you have 15 in here? Probably not either. It doesn't look no, like you have any of these. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I'm a rare breed. You do have, a, <laughs> you well, do have the next. I got a human design reading um, after the podcast of last week. And mm-hmm. it, my chart in general is very much like there is a lot of creativity, but there's also a lot of like digging into the details and knowing the integral yep. stuff and so my 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 chart's weird it's like straight up weird it's i don't think it probably looks like a normal like creative flowy person <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> there's a lot of creativity and in, in it just depends on where we, where we look yeah. you gotta like find the right areas to yeah yeah tap into it okay, for sure so 15 right yes so this is a shadow of dullness again another one people fear because dullness is literally the fear of like ordinariness of life (laughs) of the mundane of doing the same thing over and over again of a rhythm that never changes like Mm. that's like kind of like where it is and it really manifests in in humans when we're feeling low spiritually when our spirit feels low like our spirit in general we don't feel inspired we don't feel this when we're feeling like really low we get dullness the reason why i chose this to speak about this one is because the gift here is magnetism and everyone knows that magnetism is such an amazing gift for when it comes to your own business putting yourself out there really being able to open up to the next level of expansion this is about standing out um this has to really do with so believe it or not it doesn't even have to do with like escaping the ordinary ordinariness it has to do with accepting it mm. and being okay and like seeing you know, beauty and every like kind of like yeah. excitement and everything. Like we always say simple joy, you know, simple pleasures. Yeah. Like seriously, simple pleasures. And believe it or not, you become more magnetic when you're not worried about everything being so dull. Yeah. Yeah. And the CD here is fluorescence, you know, <laughs> flowering consciousness, all that fun stuff. Um, and finally, this is the biggest gene key. This is the biggest shadow. This is why I did this one. I see it in so many people's chart. Ours. <laughs> um, the shadow, the gene key 61. Which I believe was down in your chart. Yeah, I have that in all the way at the bottom. Which one was this again? Neptune. This is your biggest spiritual teacher. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> and this one actually, it's interesting because I see it usually in like bigger shadows. This is usually like I see a lot in people's sun, earth, moon. Um, so this shadow is the shadow of psychosis. And I know people are like, oh my God, psychosis. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? We're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking like the like the extreme extreme versions of this shadow could show up in actual psychosis. We're talking about 
when you have thoughts and idea, whatever, running through your head nonstop, that never ending circle of obsessing over something. That's what psychosis is. Mm. And we do it so much as humans looking at your content, looking at a song you wrote, looking at whatever it is and being like, is this perfect? Is this right? Let me read it again. Let me look at it again. Let me just go through, go through, go through, go through and constantly obsessing and stuck on like whatever it is you're stuck on at the moment. And that actually is psychosis, the shadow. Mm. It's being so stuck in your head. That is me very much so. (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely like, like I was saying, I can get down in the details and like get stuck there sort of and and sort of like get out of my body and just Mm -hmm. far into my mind. That's definitely Mm -hmm. a big challenge for me that's been coming up lately too. And that is like, it's, and that is like one of the collective shadows we see, um, see like affect everyone along with the shadow of intellect and off the top of my head, I want to say, I think it's 62, um, or 63. It's definitely in there. The shadow of intellect. I have to double check and make sure that I know. <laughs> 63. I have it on my design. It's doubt. Yeah. Doubt. 64 is imaginations uh, or is, um, confusion. So it is, it's, I believe it's, I want to say 62. Don't quote me, but I believe it's 62. Um, and so the shadow of psychosis and the shadow of intellect actually work together. Um, and they are the most common shadow that we see among as a collective, Mm. uh, because intellect keeps us in our brain (laughs) and we have, we're in a society where people say intellect is what we strive for because we want to like get all the knowledge and stuff when really intellect lacks understanding. So we're actually teaching people to stay in their heads instead of like get into their hearts. It it is a shadow. It doesn't mean having intellect is not a good thing, but taking it further into understanding is important. Yeah. Intellect and psychosis are really huge common causes of division between religion, division between right and left. Huge, huge, because everyone thinks they're right and stuck in their mind in those yeah. ways. Yes. Uh, huge effectiveness there. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So can we do an exercise? Um, maybe just use an example from my chart, but use an exercise to show people how they can sort of pull all of this together. Um, so if there are, let's say they're looking at like the Jupiter, their money thing that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. How can we pull together the, the line that they have? Like if they have a two line or a three line and the gene key to really interpret, like, what does this mean for them around their finances? Yes. So we can absolutely. So take a look, which would go right there then. So I explained to you like the decimal point. So take a look at like what it is to open up and receive and how to, move forward with money based on that. But then you want to take that gene key. So in your case, it's the 11. Let me just see what that is real quick. Obscurity, idealism, light. So we would look into yours, which is 11. So obscurity is the shadow. So you would really like look about where and then envision light. So where are you not fully moving into what you visioned and into your light and where are you holding yourself, kind of dimming your light. So to open yourself up, for complete, like for your abundance and prosperity, you would have to work through that shadow and find out where you have not only felt like you were obscure and like, didn't really like, or felt like your light was dimmed by others. Cause that could also be a cause mm. family, friends, society, whatever, where was your light really dimmed and how can you move forward um, into the embodiment of the gifts you can fully open yourself up to receive. Okay. So whatever that may be for whoever is listening take a look at that and start to recognize where these patterns show up um, in your shadow patterns. So for example, if you have psychosis here, 
where are you getting stuck in your head so fucking much that you can't <laughs> seem to open yourself up to receive? Like, yeah. look at it. Take some time. Do the work. It's it's worth it. That makes so much sense. Okay, I love this. And I know that it, it requires a little bit more of like sort of tooling through things and putting things mm-hmm. together if you're looking at your own chart. But now you have all the tools to do so. You know what each part means. And now we've yep. just got to, you know, pull it all together so that you can really decode your own chart and really start to get to know yourself better and figure out like, what are you working through? And where can you, again, examine these things, reflect on these things. Maybe you need to get out of your mind and into your body. Maybe you need to let go of control a little bit, but this will help you really understand that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on today. Is there anything else that you, we need to know or that you want to mention before we, we wrap this up? No, I mean, like, this is basically, so like I said, this is both Gene Keys and human design combined. Use the information. Make sure you always take your lived experiences into play. You are, we're not trying to put you in boxes here. We're trying to break you out of the boxes you've been conditioned into. That's the work we do. If anyone really wants to go deep and not just like read it and go even deeper and do the shadow work, hit me up. I think you dropped my links. We can talk about it. I do. That's what I do. So share where we can connect with you and learn from you. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at Jax the Bliss Witch, um, or you can connect with me on Facebook, which is Jax Anderson, um, either or. Uh, I'm both places, but that's, I don't have a website yet, but we're working on it. I love your handle though, the Bliss Witch. That's so good. Yep. <laughs> yep. At Jax the Bliss Witch. At okay. the Bliss Witch. Yeah. So make sure to go follow Jax, screenshot this episode, tag us both if you uh, want to share some takeaways or anything that you mm-hmm. learned or anything about your chart that you found particularly interesting. We would love to hear from you. Jax, thank you so much for coming on today. This episode was Welcome. so much fun and it was really, really a lot of fun to hear from you, your perspective, and learn about the Gene Keys. Thank you. It was awesome being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.